Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charlie Chuck Thompson. A lot of people have been calling me Chuck lately, even in the reviews, and my lady friend, my girlfriend, she's also a lady friend. It's the same thing. Uh, She was like, oh, man, Chuck, I like your name as Charlie. I'm like, well, they like me as Chuck. Tell us you can't be so subjective. Your real name is Charles. So if we're not going to go with Charles, then anything is open. Charlie Chuck Thompson. And across from me is, as noted yesterday, my best friend forever, uh, business partner, confidant. He's a good, he's a pretty good dude for the most part. And he's the one who knows just about everything there is to know. Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Hey, thanks for always being here every day as a co-host. What's up? You're not a guest as this is as a co-host. Yeah. We run this. We run this. We, <laughs> we just we run this. We run this. Yeah, I get here at like seven a.m. every morning, yeah. and I, I start going through stocks and uh, setting up stuff for the podcast and all that. And um, if you're late, you get written up. I, I know. <laughs> you never know if I'm late because send it to you're, HR because you're not here. You know, we will never know for well, sure. The perks of being in the corner office, you know, that's true. Show up whatever you Charlie's want. in his corner glass office, you know, peeps in from time to time. And I, mm-hmm. I just barely get him over here to the studio to, to record an episode every <laughs> single day. Thank you for being here. Kind sir. Yeah. So listen, you guys in the freaking 8% that have not subscribed to the podcast, this is your last chance. Okay. After today, you will no longer be able to subscribe to the podcast today. Okay. Are you taking the button away. I said they won't be this, able to do it today. This, that's that's oh, it. Okay. After Hit today, that subscribe button. All right. If you're on Apple, it's probably purple. If you're on Spotify, it says follow. It's green. If you're in another app, then use your brain and do what we're saying to do. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you can get a little bit of Liberty goodness sent directly to your ear holes every single day of the week when we want to, which is pretty darn near every single day of the week. We haven't missed every a day in day, quite man. some time. Every day. Since, you know, we, we've missed a few episodes in, in this, we call it AC. This is 2020 AC or, or 5 AC with, after coronavirus. And it's the fifth month. All right. So back in the before in the before coronavirus, we were doing really good. We didn't miss any. And then we missed a couple. You know, Charlie was sick on, you know, the brink of death for a little bit. I had to go home and get away from him because he was too dangerous. Uh-huh. Okay. And now we're here every single day for you guys and for Liberty getting the message out there. So hit subscribe, tell a friend, tell your communist uncle that he's got some learning to do. Like today, which we're going to be talking about Denmark here in a little bit because Bernie... Uh, doing what Bernie do over the weekend. I had a bunch of tweets I saved from him talking about Denmark and oh, how wonderful, how perfect Denmark is. I also read just an amazing, just flawless article talking about how good everyone has in Denmark, especially McDonald's workers, minimum wage workers, how good it is to be a Dane. Which is strange because I'm watching this new show on Netflix called The Last Kingdom. And it seems like the Danes are pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything I've seen, Again, it looks very dangerous yeah. over there. Not the, not that the Saxons weren't also brutal, but it just seems like a, a bunch of brutal things happening back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to be a Saxon. All right. I mean, I'm just like, according to this Netflix series, I don't know if it's fiction or not, but according to the article we read last week, it doesn't matter. 
because fiction can predict <laughs> pandemics and things like that. So I'm wondering, is this indicative of how Danes actually are deep down inside? I get most of my news from Netflix TV shows. Yeah. So the, mm-hmm. if it hasn't been depicted in one of those, then I, just, I don't I think it's fake. Fake news. Yeah, Sam said he saw a coffee mug that said that. Yeah. So that's true as well, I think. We do have, we used to have some Bernie Lies coffee mugs. Uh, then, you know what happened? The actual mugs themselves, they came from the evil communist country of China. And then they were printed uh, here in the U.S. There's but one left. Yeah, there's one right there. I've actually got one right here. Oh, there's two left. But I've switched it on the uh for patreon supporters i got to change the wording now you get one because i wasn't able to do this nice black awesome mug anymore i uh, just put a new design says less government more freedom with a nice american flag on there and so <clears throat> if you do join at one of those levels that gets you a free coffee mug sam you're going to be getting one i know because i already sent it to you so let me know when you get that anyway so you can join and get yourself a nice free coffee mug after you pay us money, which is basically how it works in Denmark. It's like a Denmark coffee mug. It's yeah. free after you pay money for it. So we're going to be talking about that. We got to do our daily musk because, I mean, why would you not? And when, especially when he's leading the charge, Elon Musk carrying the flag, running over the hill like Mel Gibson and the Patriot running over that hill, waving it back and forth for the rest of the businesses to reopen yeah. is basically what he's doing today. Like Mel Gibson and Braveheart to rallying Just the troops. Basically like Mel Gibson. ready to fight the English. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that Mel Gibson is in, <laughs> she has a stipulation, I think, that he has to cry in every single movie. I don't know if you noticed that. He cries hmm. like every single movie. It's one of those things. Did you he know? cry in Braveheart? I don't I don't, I'm not sure, but it you have cries seen it. or his head gets cut off. It's one of yeah. those two things in every single movie. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things you find out that the actor is good at doing something and they, they just kind of do it like Brad Pitt always eating accentuates the jawline. Yeah, you know, exactly. what's your, what's your thing? You think, I don't know. Standing there, standing, yeah. just being six, eight everywhere that you go for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Charlie goes and he is six eight everywhere that he goes, so he's accentuating that the every time he goes somewhere. Why they have you duck when you get on a helicopter is because of guys like me. Yeah, well, well <laughs> for real, for guys that used to be like you. Right. Yeah, guys that used to be yeah. like me. Yeah. Before we dive into uh, our daily Musk and all this stuff, I got to tell you guys about the contest we're running now. This is for all of our subscribers, all you non-subscribers. Get the hell out of the way until you hit subscribe. All right. But this is for all of our subscribers. This is a new contest that I've been talking about since last week. We are well on the way. We're almost there to unlocking the $500 stimulus package, which includes a lifetime subscription to the Liberty Liberty Trading Academy. And so this is a contest you don't want to miss. We are up to over 70 ratings now. There's there's not very many spots left for you to get those bonus entries. Um, And I just want to read you a few of these new reviews we got coming in. Uh, I like them every single day. We got uh, uh, a review said here, who done it? <laughs> and it says, finally found a good podcast hope, uh, hosted by a couple of funny dudes against death. Been listening for a few weeks now. Well, how about that? Hey. That's pretty nice. Uh, let's see. We got uh, we got another one. Uh, another one called who done it? <laughs> this is a lot of who done yeah, it yeah. in there. The answer is Nate and Chuck. <laughs> I guess we did it. These fellows know how to tackle the big liberty topics of the day. They are easily relatable. I enjoy several libertarian-minded podcasts, but feel that GML really brings the liberty because they reside in Tennessee. 
Therefore, pay no state income taxes. And we all know the thing. <clears throat> Taxation is theft. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. This is just fantastic. Just to read wonderful things about us. And uh, it has been really nice. I hope nice. you guys mean it. That I hope I yeah. hope it's not just for that five hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't think that there's any selfish interest no. in people posting nice things about us. No, these people would have left reviews regardless of the contest. These just happened to be new reviews that came in in the last couple of days. Right. Yeah. So if you want to also be someone that happened to leaves happens to leave a review in the next few days, jump in before we hit that hundred mark. When we hit the hundred, it's gonna unlock the double bonus round where we're going to be giving out $500 of your own money to one of the very lucky listeners that enters into the contest. So it's, it's, is this like redistribution, you know, because we get a little bit of income from the podcast and you gather it up and then you give it out to one person. And like I said yesterday, it's whoever gives us the most money under the table. That's who's going to get it. (laughs) It's just, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I know. That's not really Nate, what's going to happen. Yeah, Nate said that. <clears throat> yeah. No, um, it, it's it's volunteering, though. Like, this is a volu- volunteering yeah. redistribution of wealth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the lottery system. We're going to give out, yeah, a grand prize. Yeah, who doesn't want a grand prize? Yeah. Everybody I've, wants a grand prize. I'm actually five of the people that put reviews on there, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to get that bonus. <laughs> So you got good luck, guys, because I'm picking the winner. Okay, good luck to you. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm not going to win it. Employees of this podcast are not allowed to. We did a contest for a free gun not that long ago. We did actually. We actually did the free gun drawing live on Facebook, and and who's I wonder who's listening. There's no way we ever gave someone a gun that didn't actually happen. No, they totally got the gun. Yeah, they did. Totally good. Totally good. So well, they found it. They found it <laughs> and the lake. Right, that's what happened. What we did was we gave, we gave them a scuba suit, and then and they map. went and looked in a yeah. map, and they went around with sonar looking yeah. for the gun. We said within this thousand mile radius, there <laughs> there happens to be a weapon, and they found it. And it was it was fantastic. It was a really good contest. Yeah. So anyway, we hold true to our word when we do a contest. We're gonna complete this contest. Someone's gonna get five hundred bucks, and maybe it'll be hey, might as well be you. Someone's gonna win. Might as well be you. Yeah, you can't win if you don't play or something like that. That's what that's what like my daddy used to tell me, you know, <laughs> for sure. So let me tell you all about Musk real quick. I like talking about the on Musk because he's is inspiring. It, to is me. he did he develop an exploratory committee to run for the Libertarian Party nomination for president? Elon Musk has not, although oh, okay. it would be the most technologically advanced exploratory <laughs> committee that we've ever seen before. So. Maybe it's so good we can't even see it. We don't even know what's there. Oh, man. Can you imagine campaigns that are just AI teams? Oh, man. Yeah. That's probably what they are right now. Yeah. More than except for Joe Biden's campaign. That's obviously being ran <laughs> on COBOL more than, more than likely. So anyway, Elon Musk yesterday tweeted. This is so good. He's been wanting to open this factory, by the way. And Alameda County said, hey, I know that the governor has set out these rules for reopening. But we're going to go ahead and make the rules even harder. And Tesla, Elon Musk, said, "Mm -mm, we're going to sue you guys. That's what we're going to do. And now, last night, he says, Tesla is restarting production today against Alameda County rules. I will be on the line with everyone else. If anyone is arrested, I ask that it only be me. I was born in Alameda County. Were you really? Sure was. I didn't know that. Yep, at Oakland Naval Air Force Base there in the Bay Area. So you're part of the problem. 
No, no, okay. I was just born there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this, this goes back to my roots. Back to your roots. Yeah, way this back there. It's pretty cool from Musk. So he's basically saying, uh, screw you, government. We're going to reopen. If you want to arrest me, then come and do it. And and that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So I think that's a pretty baller move. Of course, everyone is picking sides on this. You know, the left, obviously, he's just another evil billionaire that only cares about money. Of course, they're not paying attention to the fact that it's totally voluntary. If you want to come work at the factory, you're not forced to go do it, uh, which is the case with um, all jobs that I can find really in the U.S. So voluntary free to go do that. And he's going to be there working with everyone. So we'll see if he gets arrested. That's going to be crazy. Key point here. I will be on the line with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he didn't say he was wearing a mask. So that may be the key point there. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Now, what I found interesting with this tweet, the most interesting thing I found were several responses about how, oh, I used to like Elon Musk, but now he's just proven to be another evil, greedy, rich billionaire, which by the way, the dude doesn't even actually have a billion dollars. No. Like most of his money that he's made is in Tesla stock that hasn't actually been released to him. Yeah. Because he hasn't reached the threshold that he needs to reach for it to unlock the amount of stock that he's earned. Which it almost did. I think it's actually pretty close to reaching that. It might it's a hundred billion dollar valuation, uh, valuation, right? Or yeah, five hundred billion, something like that. Hundred billion, and he actually gets paid. Right. Then he actually gets paid. Right now, he's been paid zero, um, and so I think it's getting close. And that's why I think he's saying, "Ah, Tesla stock's overpriced." In my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. So one of these years, we saw Elon Musk being the the highest paid CEO, and they had him down for like a couple billion dollars, I'm pretty sure. But in that year, he actually didn't get paid that money. He just had it in his contract, basically got the contract saying that he would make that much money, but it was contingent upon the fact that Tesla's uh, valuation actually went over hundred billion and they were profitable and all these other things. He actually is not making any money. And so of his billions of dollars that he has, Last I checked, now I, he hasn't let me log into his bank account recently, but last I checked, he he only had a couple hundred million in flush cash, and the rest of it's all in ownership of the companies, and and that's it. Exactly. So he's been someone that we've been able to use as an example for how bad, say, a wealth tax would be, because the dude doesn't actually have these billions of dollars. You're so, actually just having to sell off portions of the company. Or then the, the government starts owning stock. Or they start buying the company because <laughs> if no one buys the company, they said that they would come in and be the person that would yeah. buy it. So that, Very that's interesting how, works. how that works. Yeah. But anyway, I saw all these responses. One of the best ones was this meme. And it said the number of billionaires. This is a response to Musk's tweet, by the way. The number of billionaires pushing for everyone to work early proves one thing and one thing only. They don't make their money. You do. Hmm. Even though he clearly said, I will be on the line with everyone else. Well, it's not, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on the line. And then I, you know, I was talking to you about this today and I'm just like, what would everyone do if it weren't for rich people that owned and started companies? Where would everyone work? Like what job are you actually going to have when you send out your resume you know, after you graduate college, you do everything you're supposed to do. You listen to your liberal professors, you graduate college you're sending out your resume. Who are you sending your resumes to? I don't know. If there's no billionaires who started companies. Well, that's really the question, because if this is the case, this person said the billionaires don't make the money, you do. Well, then why don't all these people just go make money? And who cares what Elon Musk does? Yeah. 
close the Tesla factory. Close, close all of it. Why are these people? Why would these people even go there if they just magically make money? That that's not the case. I'll tell you right. I'm taking signups right now. I've got a company going through a pandemic, and if you want to have worker ownership, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Water's warm. Sharing the losses and the and the profits from from the ground up. Do it. Don't wait until we become the first hundred trillion dollar company. That's the problem. They want to yeah. wait. They want to wait until then, and then want the profits. Be be here at the beginning. I mean, we're a relatively young company, started in 2016. So that's we got four years under our belt. Um, as far as this is our first pandemic. Yeah, this is our first pandemic <laughs> that we've been through. Uh, so far, we're succeeding still. So it's not like it's that risky. You know, come on in. The water's warm. Sharing, sharing the growing process. Why do you only want to share after we become successful? Nate, how long? How many hours do you average every day? You think? Just actually working on trading and the podcast and everything. Working on your duties. Really, I mean, sixteen, seventeen. Average. Average. Yeah. There are times where I am actually loading files and working on issues. For my clients at like midnight, one, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Ask my girlfriend. She doesn't like it very much. So this is the type of thing that it takes. Who wants to sign up for that? Maurice says, as long as I don't have to take any risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course not. I would love to of be a part not. of your company if I don't have to have any risk. Hank, time out. Hayden's in. What's up, Hayden? We, we had the so if you guys want to be part of the uh the pre-show. The post show, if you want to interact with us live while we're doing this podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash Liberty. As Nate said, if you give us at least $5 a month, you get a free coffee mug and you can interact mm, with us. No, that's at the $15 level. Oh, sorry, that's at the $15 <laughs> level. Sorry, sorry. You know, those coffee mugs from China, they got more expensive. It, co- it costs us more than that. So okay. it, yeah. it's a deal. So 50, Sorry, as low as $5 a month, you can interact with us, be live on, uh, that's patreon.com slash Liberty. And uh, Hayden was trying to join. He's one of a, a new signups and we find he's in, he's in and he's chatting with us. So what Maurice said awesome. is uh, the link at the top, the title of the show at the top on your phone, on the Patreon app. If you hold down on the title, what will pop down is an option to open in YouTube um, to open link or whatever it says. Nice. And that will open it up in the YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So, so there is a workaround. So that is the actual fix for okay. that problem. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, Speaking of what's going on with Elon Musk and him defying government orders and opening up his factory, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, he will be blamed for every death that happens in that county from here from here forth, hence to thereas, and he will be blamed for every single one of them. What else is going around going on around the country? I've got this overwhelming feeling that. People want to reopen. People, I think people are getting sick of this for the most part. You got a feeling like black eyed peas. I, I got a feeling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling that people want to reopen. I don't know if you guys are getting that same vibe from what's going on, but listen, everyone's saying, oh, let's be safe. Let's lock down. But they're still going and doing all the shopping and going and seeing their family and going and do all kinds of other stuff and then going home and they're posting at night about all the people that they saw out while they were out doing stuff. <laughs> you know, like that. That's How'd basically, you see him out, Karen? Yeah, that's basically what's happening. How'd you see him out there, Karen? <laughs> How'd you see him, Karen? <laughs> Governor Whitmer? Yeah. How'd you see him out there? So I, I wanted to run through what's going on because there's this funny article from CNN 
called There's a Rebellion Brewing and Trump is Egging It On. There's I saw a this, rebellion. Before you get to this, I saw this funny meme uh, the other day. I think it was yesterday the day before that said like 35 million unemployed, uh, stock market crashing, all of this stuff going on. And then it said, but yeah, sure, Karen, people just want to. Uh, people want the economy to reopen uh, for haircuts. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's what they're protesting about. That's the it's cra- haircuts. That's the crazy part we're seeing right now is because the it's an amazing, you know, I, I envy people on the left. Honestly, a lot of times I do. I wish I could be like this because to me it would be a lot easier because you get to both argue that we shouldn't care about the economy and that we should do anything we can to save just one life and the economy be damned and talk about how terrible the economy is and how this is terrible for everyone and Trump's economy and blah, 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 employment, unemployment rate, you know, worse since the Great Depression. I just can't and, imagine what it would feel like to be like that all the time. And be able to pat yourself on the back because you actually want to help the poor mm-hmm. and no one else does. Yeah. And all of that stuff. You're not selfish. Everyone else is selfish. That would be so nice to, it, to be able to to hang that banner. As they say, ignorance is bliss. And I, I really, I am envious of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. On the plus side for us, we're right. So so that's good. Yeah. That's at least good. But sometimes. And humble. And humble. Yeah. Sometimes you can be right um all the way off the edge of a cliff with everyone else and you know it just doesn't matter anymore so i don't know we'll see maybe it would be better just to feel good that you're doing a good hey i forced that person to pay money towards something man would that just make you feel good inside (laughs) i can't imagine how that works by the way i just can't i literally cannot fathom how that works you just go to sleep every night and you fall asleep right away because it's just you're in dreamland i I know man later just laying your head down thinking about all that someone else's money that you put towards something really? that's got to just be an amazing feeling i mean you stuck it to the evil greedy people yeah that's what it is exactly stuck it to the man do you want to do you want to run us through yeah this one's uh this one's going to come from the cnn fake news because that's what we're all about <laughs> here uh there's a rebellion brewing and trump is egging it on imagine that this is from, as I said, CNN fake news. There's a COVID-19 rebellion brewing in Pennsylvania where counties led by Republicans and some businesses have said they'll defy Democratic Governor Tom Wolf's restrictive orders. Wolf has said he'll withhold stimulus funding from those counties if they ignore his orders. He's taken a tiered strategy to reop- uh, reopening the state and moved scores of counties to a new more open yellow phase some of those still on red don't want to wait for the state anymore president donald trump naturally cheered on the counties on twitter on monday and accused democrats of trying to slow walk the opening to hurt him in november for trump it's always about trump even it's actually about public safety all of this in the name of public safety that's that's what it's for public safety and as long as you say that you can't have a counter argument because it like if you just say this is for public safety. And if you try to even logically have a disagreement with somebody about that, all of a sudden you're for death. I know you're just automatically for death. And the there's mo- nothing you can do about it. The easiest argument in this is, and it's so, it's so easy and tired and cliche sounding that it's almost, it feels wrong to say, but the principle holds completely true. Would you ban cars? So no more people would die in car accidents. 
if if it truly is the rule that you, to save one life, it is it, we can do anything we want to the economy. Would you ban automobile travel? Would you do that? Because you would save a lot of lives from car accidents mm-hmm. if you did that. And the thing is, no one would ever consider ever doing that. Everyone would. would Maybe that should be our new stance. Yeah. And if you go against us, well, then you just hate people who die in car accidents. Exactly. Or you don't. You don't you care. Hate, yeah. You don't care about people dying in car. I don't know. Yeah, it's money of the those, lives. Whatever you say against us, it doesn't matter now because we are for public safety of the roads, which means we should get rid of them. Is that our new stance? Yeah. Ban cars. Maybe we're against <laughs> but, death. But the thing is, like, everyone would realize no one would go for that. If Trump tweeted tomorrow, let's ban car travel because uh, so many hundred people die every single day or every single week uh, in cars or a thousand people every single week or whatever it is, die in car accidents. No one would go for that at all, even though you would take the 30, 40,000 people that die in car accidents and those wouldn't exist anymore. And you could clearly have a situation where those people might have died in a car accident and now those people are not going to die in a car accident. Would people actually go for that? No, because it would have obvious detrimental effects to the livelihood and, and the overall economy of millions of people. And that's the thing. Like, this makes no sense. It just don't make no sense. It would it would further damage my Hertz stock. It would. <laughs> it would. That would be an immediate so I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying if that happened, that would hurt. I mean, that's a good call, guys. If they ban car travel, dump your Hertz car yeah. rental stock. That's go ahead and sell it. probably not a good thing to yeah, keep holding Go ahead and it. sell it. The president's tweet, he said, quote, the great people of Pennsylvania want their freedom now, and they are fully aware of what that entails. The Democrats are moving slowly all over the USA for political purposes. They would wait until November 3rd if it were up to them. Don't play politics. Be safe. Move, move quickly. Now, of course, he is bringing politics into the nature here, but it's it. What he's saying might not be wrong. It could be a pure partisan politickery hackery. You know, <laughs> they could be doing this on purpose because everyone knows. And we've said before there was even a hint of a virus. Everyone knows Trump's reelection hinges on the economy. And of course, with the virus pandemic that happened, the economy came to a screeching halt. And so now as the economy starts to reopen, can it pick up and go back to the levels it was once before? I say nay, but perhaps there might be a slight fake increase (laughs) on the way to November if everything reopened quickly. Uh, If it doesn't reopen quickly, then we probably haven't seen the bottom yet. So what does that do for a Trump presidency in November? More than likely, it's going to be very difficult for him to get reelected. Now, luckily for Trump, the Democrats put up Joe Biden, <laughs> yeah, which might be even easier than what it was against Hillary Clinton. Even easier. Yeah. Now, we do luckily have Justin Amash, which maybe this is the year for the third party. <laughs> probably not still, although that's probably if he's on a ticket. He'll probably get the most votes that a libertarian has gotten so far. I, I would say do you think he's going to surpass Ralph Nader. Oh, well, was he a libertarian? Was it? Oh, uh, sorry. Not Nader. Who ran? Um. Who ran in 92 mm. that got, um, I don't know who was the third, who was the independent candidate. He got like 12% of the vote. I was more into Ninja Turtles at that time. Were you? Yeah. Gosh, dang it. Who was it? Ninja Turtles, Batman, stuff like that. Anyway, I'll not look, so much politics. I'll look it up. Yeah. I was only four at the time, but I remember looking back at history cause I love history very much. I obviously remember that it happened. I just don't remember his name. 
anyway, somebody ran as a as an independent and not a third party, um, but ran as an independent and they got like 12, I think 12% of the vote and ended up propelling Clinton. Everyone said, obviously, George Bush senior didn't win reelection. It was one of the first times the incumbents lost in a, in a long time. And so Clinton got the election because we had a third uh, we had an independent run. So is he going to get more than 12 percent of the vote? To be clear, Bush didn't win reelection because he wasn't good enough to get well, the that, votes to exactly. win reelection. Yes. I'm just saying what the pundits were talking about. Back Ross the Perot. Time. There we go. Perot. That's yeah. who it is. Not Nader. That's that good old Ross Parrot. Yeah. <laughs> Ross Parrot. That's who it is, man. <clears throat> Forgot about that. All right. Continuing on. Disagreement everywhere. In the impossible debate over when and how to open back up continues everywhere, states are splitting from individual counties and towns. Some businesses that can open up are not. Other businesses that have opened are closing back down. And many that cannot open are wondering how long they'll survive. The federal government is taking very little action at all as the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Prevention's new guidelines still under review from the White House remain unreleased. Not like their guidelines... What, what, you realize that they have been changing guidelines at every single minute of every single day since this whole thing started. Well, you also realize that a couple of weeks ago, these same news outlets were arguing that the executive branch didn't have the power and it was actually up to the states and the governors to decide what they were going to do. And that it wasn't up to the White House to decide what people are going to do. But now all of a sudden now, it is up to them. Trump and doesn't have a plan. <laughs> so. Right. Which one is it? Well, and clearly the CDC's guidelines are just that. They're just guidelines because they went from, you know, it was, you would get fined, by the way, at a hospital if you did not gown up and use a PPE mask one time. You only got to use it once going into a patient, uh, a patient's room who had a very uh, contagious disease. And then after you left that room, you had to throw all that away. And every time you entered and exit that room, it was the same thing. Well, all of a sudden... We run into an issue where we don't have enough PPE and the CDC comes out with new guidelines saying it's okay to tie a t-shirt around your face. Yeah. And my girlfriend who's an ER nurse was just like, what? What? That is literally something no that Take they a said you could do. Take Take your, a bring a bandana from home. Bring a bandana. Wear a cloth mask. Before you would get fined if you didn't wear <laughs> proper PPE. Now it's just whatever goes. We don't have enough. So whatever goes. It's just guidelines. It's totally ridiculous. The town literally split in Bristol, the border between Virginia and Tennessee. Great races there, man. The Bristol race, man. The night race. I like that stuff. Like Runs that, down the middle of State Street. It has always been split in two, but now the divide is much more meaningful. Tennessee's Republican governor lifted many restrictions. Virginia's Democratic governor has not. Hmm. So CNN's Natasha Chen Found Delta Blues Barbecue open for dine-in in Tennessee. Across the street, the burger bar can still only do curbside pickup or delivery. Uh, more here calls for regional approach. And even as Virginia moves towards easing restrictions, Chen notes more populous Northern Virginia local governments have asked him to do it regionally. Bristol might be ready. Arlington and Alexandria and Fairfax County urban hotspots aren't there yet. The pattern repeats all over the U.S. So that part's important because what they're pointing out right there is that Bristol could be ready, but Arlington and Alexandria might not be. This is that's a, this is as good as an argument for doing everything on a local level as I can hear. We're seeing in some towns it's it's okay, in some towns it is not. Maybe in New York it's not completely safe yet. I don't know. Maybe in our hometown back in southern Illinois it's totally fine. 
you know, if there's only a few hundred people there and no one's sick, maybe it's totally fine. So why are we sitting here waiting to see what Trump and the CDC are going to do? There's no reason that this has to be a top-down approach that is just a blanket rule over the entire country. All of this needs to be done on a local level. That's why we always talk about things being done on a local level all the time. It's much better. Listen, your local tyrants can be just as tyrannical, but you can control them a little bit more, okay? They, they, you at least know where their house is, okay? You know, and that's important sometimes. Not saying, don't go to their house, guys. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know where it's at. You know where it's at, and they know that you know where it's at, and they have to deal with their townspeople all the time. So it's not just an automatic good thing that, that some rule, this, this sheet comes out of Washington and the entire country has to go over it. We're seeing the same thing in Illinois, by the way, where we're from. Where I'm from is a town of 150 people in Illinois, and they're having to follow the same rules as Chicago. That makes no sense whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense. The only people that have been infected have been people that have been in or around the jail. That's, that's it. There's a jail down there, and that's where you get sick. Mm-hmm. That's where you go to get sick is in jail. <laughs> Kids, don't go to jail. Don't, All right? don't do this it. This is as good a reason as any right there. Don't go to jail. Okay. <clears throat> California Governor Gavin Newsom announced Monday that the five states in the Western Pact, California, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington, I didn't know they had a Western Pact. Did you? I did not, no. They're asking the federal government for $1 trillion in aid to prevent drastic budget cuts. Now, if you're a billionaire owner of a company and you were forced to shut down and you were you got a stimulus check, you're evil and greedy and terrible and you shouldn't run your business so bad and all of that. However, if you're a state government that has bloated pensions and all this stuff and you were you know, you're, you the way you get money is by extorting all the businesses that were shut down and the, since they're not producing any revenue, you're not able to steal any money legally. So now you're going to have drastic budget cuts so you're not terrible for running your state wrong. It's just the the businesses. They're this 1 trillion dollars they're going to need otherwise they're going to have to cut all of the jobs they give their friends. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, the government doesn't have any money, but people who work for the government continue to get their paychecks. You know, they're making 175 grand a year if you're in Congress or whatever it is. They don't have any money. They should be the first people who get their paychecks cut because their paychecks come from your paycheck. That's that's where they come from. But somehow, you know, Elon Musk is really greedy because he wants to get back to work and open up the factory. But the people in the government who only live off of your paycheck, who continue to live off of their million, billion, trillion dollar budgets, depending on how big they are, you know, maybe the whole federal government, that depending on how big they are, they continue to live off of this money that doesn't exist, but they're not greedy. They're just here for the people. They're just here for you guys. Yeah. I was telling Stephanie last night, we were on our way to, to CVS to get some medicines and uh, a couple other things. And I was telling her, I was like, man, we did this so wrong. Like we did this so wrong. Sweden was the right was the right approach to this pandemic because we're going to see a resurgence. We're going to see different governors shutting things down after the resurgence happens in June. It's going to be up and down. The stock market tanked. The economy is not doing well. 35 million people are out of jobs. What happens when people start defaulting on their home loans and they then they're homeless? The financial markets start losing a, a ass load of money and everything. And the Fed can't buy enough corporate ETFs. Like what happens when all of that happens? 
like we've done this wrong with Sweden, on the other hand, where they've nearly reached herd immunity, like they are able to function properly. And what they did was correct. What I told her, I was like, look, what we should have done is we should have just quarantined the old people because that's who it really Mm -hmm. affects. What is it? Ninety five to ninety eight percent of the deaths are people over 70 years old. Yeah. And almost almost every single case, they had another underlying health condition. So you take all the old people who have another underlying condition like diabetes, uh, heart failure, um, hypertension, any of that high blood pressure. You take them all of them and you say, hey, you lock yourself in a closet. Don't move for a while. Everyone else go out, spread the virus, cough on each other, make out, swap some spit, play tonsil hockey. All <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> with not with strangers, maybe. I don't know. With just people. Hey, you do you do okay. all of that. We'll have this. Big explosion of infections. Everybody will be sneezing and coughing for the most part. A uh, few hospitalizations. Uh, some people on ventilators. Most everyone recovers. Few thousand die. And then that's it. You don't have to wait on a vaccine. You don't have to stop the economy. You don't have to stop air travel. In fact, it'd be better if everybody was packed in planes. So you just don't care if people die? No, I care about less people dying overall. That's what I care about. <clears throat> yeah. And I, so I was telling her, I was like, man, we... I'm glad I wasn't a leader during this situation, but they really screwed the page, man. They did. They really did. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, we're going to we're going to have to do what Sweden is doing. The thing is, uh, are we going to end up we're going to end up with a second massive wave. One of the paragraphs coming up in here, it says complicating all of this is that even after opening, we won't know for several weeks if it leads to new or increased outbreaks. Opening is going to lead to new and increased outbreaks. Like, yes. You don't need to wait and look at the data and see, oh, if we reopen the economy, did more people get sick? That th- That's what's going to happen. And if that's the line, like, oh, we see an uptick in cases, so we need to shut down the economy again, this is simply not going to work. It This is not going to work. We can't last like this. It's literally not possible. It doesn't matter how caring you are. It doesn't matter how caring you are. whatsoever this cannot last it's not going to it's gonna break either the economy is gonna completely tank which it's i I think it's probably going to anyway might not be right now might be a year or so from now we'll see how much debt we end up piling up and what the fed ends up doing all that stuff this can't last the government cannot spend money it doesn't have forever we cannot ask for free stuff from money that does not exist the money has to be created in the economy. And that's why we're going to be talking about Denmark here in a minute, because we keep getting these comparisons to Denmark and what they're doing. And it's just an an absolute horrendous comparison, a horrendous comparison. It's not even close. So the article finishes out here. It says why reopening won't fix everything. Andrew Yang, the former democratic presidential candidate and pusher. What a great word CNN used here. He's a pusher of the universal basic income, was interviewed by Joe Biden on a campaign podcast released Monday, and he shared his concern that the economy won't just bounce back in part because companies won't be fast enough about rehiring workers. Now, this in part, I think, is actually true, but I think for different reasons. Andrew Yang said they're actually not uh, not that interested in hiring workers at all, argued Yang, who's also a CNN commentator. This is an interesting point. Investors aren't investing in job growth. They're investing in bottom line profitability of the firms. And the tough truth is that a lot of these firms can operate more efficiently and more profitably with fewer people. Yeah. Now, why in the world would companies be concerned about that? 
because how many people are going to work for a form for a firm that goes out of business? Yeah. That has zero liquidity. How many people are going to work there? Nate, how is it that we had these 30 million jobs a few months ago and now the economy can't, you know, these businesses are just going to exist without them. The, the bottom line is it, he says one thing that is true. They're not interested in job growth. They're not interested in hiring people. They're interested in making money and they will be interested in hiring people. If each one of those workers is profitable, if each one of those workers is actually a loss of money for them, then they won't be interested in hiring those workers. So that's all going to depend on the profitability and the and the productivity of the workers in the in those given uh, little sectors of the economy. I think we're going to have new things pop up. By the way, things that we don't even know about right now. That's kind of what the free market does. Even even though it's not that free, I think there's going to be parts new parts of the economy well, open up for some people. Like losing their job was exactly what they needed to move on to the business that they've always wanted to start it or the yeah. thing they've always wanted to invent. Then they start a new whole, a whole new company that maybe hires a hundred people that ended up getting furloughed too, mm -hmm. you know? So it's those types of things that happen. It's not just losing these jobs. Doesn't mean they're gone forever. Even if they're gone from that particular company, like who's to say new businesses aren't going to rise up. The other thing I think too, is that companies are realizing now that they are able to operate a lot more efficiently, but they don't need these giant corporate buildings. A lot of people can work from home. They're using their They were forced to use all these technologies like zoom and Microsoft meetings and all these different things to do things where they're like, Oh, maybe we don't need 30 people in a boardroom to have a meeting. We can all just be comfortably <clears throat> at home, save on gas. Don't have to, to rent out the boardroom or the, the, the giant 16 floor corporate office building or anything like that. So they're, they're going to learn maybe through force that you don't need some of these things. Yeah. So of course they're going to operate more efficiently. Of course they're going to be more profitable with fewer people. I don't know if you guys know this, but labor costs money. It mm -hmm. costs a company money. Now, when I was at McDonald's, our goal was to keep labor. We had to do labor, by the way, we had to do a labor calculation every hour when I was at McDonald's, they're pretty efficient. That, that corporation's got it nailed down, man. Every hour you do a labor calculation, they want you to keep it under 20% of gross, by the way. This is gross operating costs for that day specifically. How much money did you bring in that hour? How many people do you have on staff? How, what's their, their average hourly rate? Is that less than 20% of the gross profits that you just brought in for that hour? If it's not, send somebody home. That's the way it worked. Yeah. And that because you have to realize labor costs money. And if there's any way, like, Typically labor costs, most companies between 20 to 50%, somewhere around there. Some operate a little bit more efficiently. Some are a little bit higher, but it's around 20 to 50% because you have, you have to save money for a rainy day. You have to invest in other growth opportunities. You have to spend money on marketing and all of this stuff. It's not like, what, what is it? Walmart three, three to 500 billion in gross sales. And they net 50, 50. That's <laughs> like, yeah, not even that they net less than that. Cause it's like 2%. Pretty, it's pretty profit. low. It's low because they have all of this money going all these different directions. And so, of course, through this pandemic, if they're going to survive, if they're going to remain liquid, they're not going to go bankrupt or out of business like they're like we might see a lot of companies ha the, that happen to. If that's going to happen, they are going to have to figure out ways to operate more efficiently with less people and then ultimately become more profitable.
That's just yeah. the way it works. Now, Josh said in the live group, he said it's going to be difficult to hire people too because they're competing with what unemployment pays right now. So you got to weigh that in with especially minimum wage jobs or lower pay jobs. Is it better to just not work? Well, people are going to be fighting against that too. Are, are you going to be able to get people away from their homes or away from their kids or whatever that, I mean, you could probably get them away from their kids, but you, you know, are you going to be able to get people to actually come to work without having to raise all the pay to a point to where you might not be profitable? This is all going to be, you know, we'll, we'll see eventually. It's just, this is not something really to play games with. You know, the, this is people's livelihood. This is the kind of, this is how you put food on the table. You know, this is really important. So I don't know that. And that's important too, by the way, what Josh said, when we talk about what's going on in Denmark and what Denmark has done as a response to this. So Bernie has been tweeting and tweeted a lot over the weekend about Denmark. And he tweeted this article from the New York times. And I read through the article and it was tough. It was really tough to read through the article and you, you know, you're welcome guys for doing it. It was really bad. It's so bad. I'm going to read some of it to you right now, <laughs> just in case you don't believe me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to pick up in the article it says McDonald's workers in Denmark pity us. In the very first part of the article, they're talking about Denmark's response to the actual virus. And then they start talking about what minimum wage workers actually make in, in Denmark. So this, this uh, unemployment thing is important here in the first part. It says, grab a Danish and we'll chat about how a progressive country performs under stress. The pandemic interrupted my reporting, but I'd be safer if I were still in Denmark. It has had almost twice as much testing per capita as the United States and fewer than half as many deaths per capita. As if the testing is what actually saves people's lives. Yeah. It wouldn't be the fact that... Your country is so small. We'll be going over that here in just a minute. I'm going to try to not interrupt myself too much with all the things I want to say back. It says, put it this way, more than 35,000 Americans have already died in part because the United States could not manage the pandemic as deftly as Denmark. Oh, yeah. So 35,000 people, you know, almost half of the amount of people that have died has been because of government mismanagement. That, that's, that's what you can put it on because of government mismanagement of the pandemic. Not because there's a virus going around and it kills people. Nothing like that. It's because of Trump. It says You could blame the economic deaths on yeah. the government mismanagement. <laughs> Denmark lowered new infections so successfully that last month it reopened elementary schools and daycare centers as well as barbershops and physical therapy centers. Malls and shops will be allowed to reopen on Monday and restaurants and cafes a week later. Moreover, Danes kept their jobs. The trauma of massive numbers of people losing jobs and health insurance of long lines of food banks, that is the American experience. But it's not what's happening in Denmark. America's unemployment rate last month was 14.7%, but Denmark's is hovering in the range of 4% to 5%. Uh, this is from the prime, the uh, labor minister, <clears throat> whose last name I will not try. Our aim was that businesses wouldn't fire workers, the labor minister said. Denmark's approach is simple. Along with some other European countries, it paid companies to keep employees on the payroll, reimbursing up to 90% of wages of workers who otherwise would have been laid off. Now, remember for just a minute here that in this article where they're talking about how the unemployment rate is so much lower in Denmark, the way that they did that was by bailing out the companies in Denmark with money so they could pay their payrolls. Okay? Did that happen here? <laughs> Corporate bailouts. They gave them money 
and said, keep everyone on your payrolls and you can keep the money. Yeah. How much has everyone on the left been against any of the money that's gone to corporations? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I haven't seen this yet. It's so insane. I just, <laughs> just love it. All right. I just so, love it. Denmark also helped hard-hit companies pay fixed costs like rent on the condition that they suspend dividends and don't buy back their stock. Okay, so those were the conditions. Keep paying out your dividends and don't buy back your stock. All right. Some of the three trillion that the United States has poured into unemployment benefits, stimulus payments, business rescues, and industry bailouts has gone to worker retention, but the attention to avoiding layoffs is far less serious. Is this person arguing that we should have been giving more money to the corporations? Sounds like it. <laughs> Is that what they're arguing? It sounds like it without even realizing it. Because realize that Denmark did not shift a trillion dollars into paying unemployed people. They gave money to the corporations and told them that if they didn't fire their workers, that they could keep paying them and they could have this money. They did not say that if you fire people, we'll take care of them. They said, here's money for you, Mr. Corporation. You keep the people on your payroll. That way they still have your jobs. Do you realize how easy these numbers are to, to, to fudge right here and to, and to mess up? And Denmark, they're only getting reimbursed up to 90%. Yeah. In America, it was 100%. Yeah. If everything goes towards payroll, it's completely forgivable. <clears throat> that loan is. Unbelievable. As this a- is what happens, by the way. Just so you guys know and you pay attention, this is what happens when you don't have a baseline set of principles. Because you start arguing in favor of what you're against, supposedly, to try to fit something in your narrative of making some kind of sense for your sideways, backwards, up and down thinking. Yeah, just imagine their argument is that Denmark is the model for how to handle this. Denmark's model for how to handle this was that all their money was in corporate bailouts so they could keep paying their workers. <laughs> I'd, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> on the podcast you guys are going to see it live patreon.com slash good morning liberty the upshot is that denmark staggered through the pandemic with employees still on the payroll and still paying rent as the economy sputters back to life danish companies are in a position to bounce back quickly without the cost of having to rehire workers we can be up and running hang, in on, a week. hang on i want to know real quick how many airline companies does denmark have Mm, I don't know. Yeah. They've got way better pretzels on Danish airlines. I don't know if you've ever been on there. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know. I'm, you know, they might, they might have one. There's some places that have airlines that I just would have never imagined. Ethiopian airlines was one of the nicer planes I've been on before, yeah. but, um, and just really hot. It was a really hot plane purposefully. Purpose. They, they told purpose. Yeah. Purposefully. I'm going to look up some of their you stock the while you're going through this. We can be. Okay. So they said we can be up and running in the week back where we were explained Peter like Nielsen, a negotiator for unionized workers at hamburger chains. Doesn't care about chicken chains, just hamburger chains. This European approach to avoiding unemployment, one administration in Washington and not exclusively from not exclusively from liberals. Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from Missouri, advocates something similar in the United States. No shit. That's what most people have been talking about on the Republican side. Excuse excuse my French, okay? Yes, they have been talking about helping businesses keep their workers. You're right. A lot of people have been talking about that, okay? Some Americans cite Sweden as a model for coronavirus response because it has not imposed a major lockdown. But in fact, Denmark, separated from Sweden by a bridge, has been far more successful. 
Denmark's death rate from COVID-19 per million people is less than one third of Sweden's and forecasters predict that Denmark's economy will do better than Sweden's this year. Well, forecasters predict that. So yeah, Denmark by saving lives has also saved its economy at least so far. Okay. So now we're going to talk about how it is to work at McDonald's starting pay for the humblest burger flipper at McDonald's in Denmark is about $22 an hour. Once various pay supplements are included. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Once various pay supplements are included. Can we get the real number, please? The McDonald's workers in Denmark get six weeks of paid vacation a year, life insurance, a year's paid maternity leave, and a pension plan. And like all Danes, they enjoy universal medical insurance and paid sick leave. One reason Denmark was more effective than the United States in responding to the crisis is that no Dane hesitated to seek treatment because of concerns about medical bills. That's why some American companies scoff at a $15 minimum wage or stronger unions would be a disastrous blow to business. Denmark challenges that narrative, for it shows that it's possible to have a thriving economy that pays workers decently and treats them respectfully. Workers get their schedules a month in advance and they can't be assigned to work back-to-back -back shifts. Um, so you guys get the idea that's going, let's see, one Republican strategy this year has been to demonize Democrats as socialists who would destroy the economy. Trump warns that Democrats want to model America's economy after Venezuela. Because they do. Because they do. We'll talk about that here in a second. That's why. And this person says, well, no, in fact, what liberal Democrats have in mind is a step in the direction of the Nordic model found in Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland. But paradoxically, while Americans on both left and right often think of Scandinavia as quasi-socialist, Scandinavians flinch at that characterization. They see themselves as simply pursuing market economies just with higher taxes and greater social benefits than the United States. It says Danes pay an extra 19 cents of every dollar in taxes, otherwise known as an extra 19% in taxes. Just in case anyone <laughs> wants to know, they pay 19 cents extra of every dollar in taxes. Every dollar. Every single dollar. Yes. That's 19%. Well, because people are going to read that and be like, oh, 19 oh, cents. Oh, 19 yeah. cents. That's not a big deal. I just kick 19 yeah. cents down the road, man. <laughs> you can have my 19 cents if I get free health care. 19 cents? Okay. That's so, what they're going to do. That's that's why they wrote it like this. I'm getting sick to my stomach, so we're just going to talk about the, the, the points, the point here. All right. My main question would be, they say that Democrats are pushing us to move in the direction of Denmark and Sweden. Who is actually pushing us to move in the direction of Denmark and Sweden? When it comes to Denmark, Sweden, any of those, Norway, Finland, when it comes to their economic policies, who is actually talking about moving us towards those economic policies? Can you tell me one person who is actually talking about moving us towards those economic policies? What they say or what their policies actually indicate? I'm Well, and that's the thing. What they say is that you're going to get the benefits that Denmark has. But no one is talking about actually pursuing the policies that Denmark pursues at all. At if, all. If, Not even close. If, Denmark, if, if Bernie Sanders were pushing policies to move towards Denmark, he would first start off by saying, hey, Trump... Good job on cutting that corporate tax rate. You got us right down to where Denmark's corporate tax rate is. Good. There's, there's one step in the direction towards Denmark. Good job. Also, I think we should raise taxes on the middle class up to 50 or 60%. I think that's what we should do also. And then also, I think that we should have a 25% VAT tax on, on every single pr product and service. Almost every, every one of them. 
You know, also, I really don't think a wealth tax is a great idea or really a stock market tax. I really don't think those are good ideas. Not even a capital gains. And then if Bernie Sanders was tweeting that, then someone for the New York Times could say that Democrats are pushing us to move towards Denmark or Sweden. But that's not what they're doing at all. When you actually look at their economic policies, yes, they model more closely to Venezuela. It's an exact opposite ideology. Denmark has high taxes on the people, low taxes on production, high sales taxes on the people, high personal income taxes, low corporate taxes, low regulation. Venezuela, on the other hand, lower taxes on the people, and, you know, uh, just take all the money from the, actually, you know what, seize the companies. Seize the companies. Yeah, actually yeah. just do that. 100% taxation. So my first thing is, show me the candidate that is, or the person, the Democrat that is actually talking about pursuing one of Denmark's economic policies. Not the benefits that those economic policies created, but the actual economic policies themselves. They're in a different position. Denmark's debt to GDP is about 34%. So that means that their, their, their debt that their nation is holding is about 34% to the GDP of their country. Ours, on the other hand, is about 110%. It's very different. It's, it's, it's one thing to say that you can give these people all these free stuff and all that when you've got an economy that's maybe in better shape, but the U.S. is not in that position whatsoever. We're $24 trillion in debt. The economy is crashing. About to be 30. About to be $30 trillion in debt. The economy is crashing. If someone wants to say, let's pursue a policy of fiscal responsibility so we can get the country on the right side of debt and our income and all of that, and then once we're profitable and we're comfortable, then we're going to start paying out these benefits, then, then let's have that conversation. But you don't get to be a homeless person promising that you're going to pay someone's mortgage for them. <laughs> that's not what you get to do. Okay. And that's what the U S that's what Bernie Sanders, that's what all these people are talking about doing. So very different. Did you look up some, some Denmark stats? Well, yeah, they have, I'm, they're, they're right here. Yeah. Yeah. The differences in, in prices between Denmark and the United States, just on some normal things. So like a meal at an inexpensive restaurant in the United States, they average that to be about $15. What inexpensive restaurant are they going to? I don't know. In Denmark, it's $17.50. That's a 16% difference. 16% higher. Let me go to some of the higher ones here. A meal for two people at a mid-range restaurant. Three courses. So you get an appetizer, a meal, and a dessert. 55 bucks. Seems about right. Yeah. 55 bucks for two people at a mid-range restaurant. Three courses. In Denmark... Your bill is almost 60% higher, $87.50. It's a big difference there. Uh, let's go to another one. Uh, if you got a Coke or a Pepsi, because you want to get that sugar, you know? <laughs> In the United States, average price of $1.88 for a 12-ounce small bottle. That's an expensive Coke, by the way. Yeah. Um, they're not that like that in Tennessee, man. This must be from New York. Uh, in Denmark, $3.50, an 86% increase. It's crazy. We would not be able to be downing Coke Zeros like crazy over there. Yeah. It'd be way more expensive. Now let's talk about taxes. Uh, what's Denmark taxes? Well, their corporate tax rates twenty two percent. 
What's the United States? It's now 21.5%, only a 0.5% difference. It used to be 32%, I believe. Is Bernie saying that we should raise corporate taxes by half a percent so we can move in the direction of Denmark? No. Okay. He wants like 50% okay. corporate Just checking. taxes. Yeah. The personal income tax rate, the highest is 65.9%. The lowest, the lowest personal income tax rate, the very lowest, 55.4%. You will pay over half of your income in Denmark. Now, I believe that's for anyone making fifty. It's going to be above a certain threshold. Fifty thousand dollars or more. So, if you make less than fifty thousand dollars, you don't pay anything. But if you make fifty thousand dollars or more, fifty-five point four percent of your income. Sales tax on everything twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent. That's insane. Uh, Social Security is eight percent. Mind you, most of you guys that. Uh, pay social security is uh six and a half percent, I believe. I think it's seven point two five. Actually, now, yeah, seven point two five. So it's about the same. Um social security rate for companies. Zero. By the way, your company pays seven point two five as well. And the social security rate for the employees is eight, obviously, because you pay the eight. So it's very strange to me that Denmark they have figured something out. Now, granted, they have a large social safety net. And maybe that's something that some people want. However, what they have figured out is you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. You actually make it easier for production to occur so that you have a, a growth in wealth so that that wealth can then be taxed at a higher rate to provide all the benefits. But if you start taxing the production, what happens? Production decreases. And when that happens, so do your tax revenues. Yeah. When you decrease production and the wealth goes down, so does the taxes. We'll see and that this all year. All the things that you try. Yeah, we'll see it this year. It's going to be massive. It might be one of the lowest tax revenues for the government ever. You could probably raise the tax rate by 20% and still take in less money right. this year. Yeah. Because you have 35 million people not paying taxes now, at least. A bunch of companies out, going out. They're out of work. Capital gains taxes aren't going to be all that much this year. Nope. A lot, a lot of loss in the revenues. Corporate corporate profits, your corporate income tax, what do you think that's going to be this year? Down. So the only, <laughs> way way down. And then. The like good, Facebook and Apple are going to pay taxes this year, and that's about it. And then they'll take those losses <laughs> and they'll write them off for the yeah, next time they make yeah. money. <laughs> True. That's what will happen. So it's like you can't argue what what is great about this article is that they're literally making the argument for us. And see, this is what happens when you have the truth on your side, because we don't even have to say anything. they're saying it for us. The very beginning of this article talks about how Denmark um, is doing exactly opposite, basically, of what America is doing or what the liberal Democrats want for American business and things like that. They've done the complete opposite and they're arguing the, the liberals are arguing for Venezuela style policies in hopes to achieve Denmark and Danish success. Yeah. And those colors don't run, man. No, the last that, time I talked to my dog, he don't hunt like that. That boat don't hunt. Yeah. Don't, you know? Yeah. There ain't no floating on that river. The main, you know, the, a couple things, you look at the population of Denmark. Obviously, we've talked about this a bunch of times. It's 5.7 million people. There's less people in the country of Denmark than there are in the city of New York. 
All right. And it's about the size of West Virginia. That's always about the thing I use. So there's less people in the entire country than there are in the U.S.'s biggest city. Okay. Probably less than the amount of people less that are Chicago. in Chicago. Yeah. It's uh well, I don't know how many people are in the, I think Chicago. It's like they, 10 million, uh, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if they're at 10 million. I don't know. So they're around about the size of a U.S. large city. So what I would like to see first, let's say that you've got a communist uncle and you're talking to them. You're talking to your communist uncle. At least, let's try this first. Yeah, 10 million. Make this work on in one city. Make it work in one city. Tell New York City that they're going to pursue the exact same economic policies as Denmark and you're going to get free health care and, and free whatever that you pay for, all the free things that you pay for. You're going to get all those and try it in one city. That you cannot use one country that is a population of less than 6 million people and then say that we can implement that policy over 330 million people and a much larger country and it's going to work perfectly. Try it in one state. Try it in a city. Try it in a county. Try it in a state. Try that first. And then let's talk about it. Someone's city wants to do this. If, if LA wants to do this or New York wants to do it, they've kind of already been doing it. If they want to do this, Let's have the conversation. Once it's a success and everyone's happy and and everyone wants to move there and it's great, let's have the conversation. But you cannot immediately just implement this over an entire country. You're going to have a a loss in efficiency as you when you deal with the economies of scale when you try and implement this over such a large economy. It's it's going to have a very very different outcome. Their government system is different from ours. The regulatory system is different from ours. It's not just automatic that President Joe Biden is going to implement the policies of Denmark and it's going to work perfectly in the U.S. It sounds great. Like you get all these things and you work and you're happy and you pay for it and and then you get it for free afterwards and, and everyone's just happy and that sounds amazing. And so what I'm saying is any city that wants to try this, do it. Do it. A city the size of Denmark, try it. Or a Just state. try it out. And then, you know, you can't even compare, you can't even compare the corona, when you're dealing with a low population like this, you can't even compare the coronavirus numbers and things like that. It's, it's not an accurate sample size. The United States, by the way, has tested, they've uh, total test 9.872 million. So we've already tested the entire population of Denmark. Yeah. By the time that they haven't even tested their whole population, they've only tested 334,000 people out of 9 million. Jeez. Yeah, that's it. We've already tested over 9 million people. We've been te- we tested the entire country of Denmark. And plus some, because they're 5.7 million. So Oh, sorry, we doubled. Like a, yeah, like 170% of Denmark, we've, we've tested them yeah. already. So it's just, it's not, it's not obvious that it will work over the whole country. And no one is proposing that we do what Denmark does anyway. They're saying that we should give out Denmark's freebies. It's important that we ask, how does Denmark get themselves in a position to be able to do that? And if that is something that we should pursue, then what I would first have to do is have someone that is actually suggesting that, that we pursue Denmark's economic policies. And when I hear someone actually suggesting Denmark's economic policies, then we'll debate liberty when we're talking about that. But I cannot debate Denmark with like a Bernie Sanders supporter because Bernie Sanders is not calling for Denmark's economic system. And until he does, 
I just can't have that conversation. It's not a coherent conversation. No. Like it's it's really difficult to have a completely irrational conversation. I already There's, said that dog don't float, man. That's, <laughs> I've already said it. That dog don't float. It's as easy as that. We could have ended this maybe conversation it'll work. 20 minutes ago. Maybe it'll work. Hey, <laughs> maybe it'll work. Try it, New York. Try it. You know? Yeah. Like they say, a, a perfect clock is wrong twice a year. So That's that that's the saying from Yeah. The, yeah. That's, that's what they always say. From the Brazilian proverbs. Yeah. No, that was one of the Filipino proverbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I the translate you know, the translation was all messed up. Yeah. yeah, my grandpa told me about it after he got back from, you know, the ships. Yeah. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. That was one of the last stories he told me. <laughs> exactly. From the Philippines. <laughs> so anyway, guys, listen. He really was stationed in the Philippines. Have this conversation because I've talked I talked to tweeted back and forth with someone from Denmark on our Twitter. And they said blah 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 you know bernie is is uh is the only one that's pushing anything that makes any sense and i said what policies that model your country's policies is he pushing and their response was well he he what he means well and i'm sure once he got in office he would actually move towards those policies <laughs> and i was just like no no that's not it if you want to follow us on twitter by the way it's at good am liberty on tiktok Good morning, Liberty. I guess just on TikTok, we're back on we're back on the TikTok. Okay, yeah. I got bored for a second, but now now we're back on there. About ten thousand followers on TikTok. That's not too bad, not too bad at all. Hey, we have some people find us from TikTok. We did so even in the reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. Ah, never mind. TikTok's you know it's a little annoying when you go on and it just starts playing automatically. Yeah, it just got gets really. It actually makes me not want to open it because it just starts playing. And I'm like, I don't want you to play yet. I, Let yeah. me decide. Let me go to Let the play. Let me decide. Page. I want to play stuff. That's okay? how it sucks you in, though. That's why it's I know. become so viral. Just immediate. Just immediate. As soon as you open, you're like, huh. Oh, well, now let's go to the next yeah, one. Might as well. Yeah. Anyway, guys, <laughs> if you're interested in chatting with us live, go to patreon.com slash Liberty. Five bones a month will get you in that live group right there if you want to chat back and forth. We have a good time. Everyone's talking back and forth. Bunch of comments in there today. We're just creating a nice little community of friends. We never met each other before, but we're all dear friends, okay? I might even be friends with these guys longer than I'm friends with Charlie. <laughs> we don't know what the future holds. We just don't know wow. at all. If you See, go up to Nate's friendship is for sale. If you, <laughs> that's, if you, that's what it's all about. It is. It is. Yeah. If you if you go to fifteen dollars a month, you get a nice little Facebook ad ram on whatever it is that you care about, as long as it is pro liberty, and you get your very own less government, more freedom coffee mug, brand new, hot off of the presses, sent to your house. Give me your address. It's not weird. We'll send it directly to your house. That's just at the 15 bones a month. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. That's how you get the message out there, by the way. We run ads. Once you get in at that level, you're helping us keep going with the podcast. You guys are in here talking to us every day. Gives us a reason to get out of bed every day. So... Let me uh, talk about this contest one more time. I'm going to read another one of these reviews because I just can't get enough of them. Uh, as I mentioned before, you uh, if you want to be one of the first 100 people to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, then you're going to get five bonus entries into this contest. Once we reach 100, that's going to unlock a 500 bone. 500 bones. So that's mm. way more than it costs to be a Patreon. So like if I, if you get $500, you could be a Patreon supporter for a long time. How many bones are even in the human body? I don't know. But $500 bones, whatever you want to call them. 
you uh, it unlocks that prize. And then also a lifetime, I mean a lifetime subscription to the Liberty Trading Academy at MasterMyTrades.com, which is, you can't even put a value on that. I mean, I don't even know what to put a figure Limitless. On. Limitless. It's unlimited. It's up to you. So anyway, let me read another one of, uh, one of these reviews here. This is from uh, Freedom Engineer, which that's a great name. This is by far the best podcast for freedom-loving individuals that appreciate those who can articulate sound, logical thoughts, and beliefs in a clear and concise manner. We also had another one here that says, great show. Can you start doing two shows every day? Or as you say, whenever you feel like it. <laughs> two shows a day might be a lot but i go live just all day if the people would have it you we'll know just <laughs> just all day we'll just stream everything yeah the whole day long i did a video for the patreon supporters on my way here today yeah a little 15 minute video put That's up on patreon another perk you get there you go so go to itunes leave us a rating and review if you don't have one you can easily create one online and it literally takes five ten minutes tops all of that to win uh, to $500 and a lifetime subscription to our trading, which is priceless. So if you guys do that, please get in that contest. Uh, I'm excited to give away money during a crisis. It's a stimulus package, uh, a voluntary one yeah. from us to you. And so get in on that. Also, please continue to share the show with a friend. The numbers continue to go up, although we're kind of stuck at that 92% subscription rate. So all you people that aren't subscribing, Please subscribe. Guard on it. it. It's not hard. That's the easiest thing to do, probably. You're already listening to us. One button. Yeah, it's one It's one button. It's not even a big process. <laughs> that might even be half a second. I can't measure that because I don't have my nanometer out <laughs> to measure the nanoseconds. But, I mean, literally, that thing, you hit subscribe, you're just done. You'll be here with That's your nanometer tomorrow it. to measure. And so please hit that subscribe button, share the show with a friend. If you enjoyed the conversation, which I'm sure you did, because we're just two humble, funny dudes talking about the truth every single day when we want to. So please share the show with a friend, leave us that rating and review, get in that contest. If you guys do all of that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it. And what a neat town.